This is the Deep and Meaningful Conversations platform where we inspire one to open their mind and question the deeper aspects of life. Today, I would like to talk about fear, which is a big barrier to expanding and opening your mind and, in essence, receiving consciousness into your mind fear is a barrier of that process what I want to focus on is the fear of sharing ideas the fear of expressing yourself I have a fear of expanding expanding this podcast to a wider audience I recall speaking to someone and saying look I want to expand this podcast to a wider audience I want to I want to expose these ideas to people who wouldn't necessarily believe or listen to these kind of ideas but I am blocking my own self because I'm saying they don't believe in these ideas they're going to criticize these ideas they're going to criticize me for present presenting these ideas they're going to judge me for expressing my spiritual self all of this is fear all of this is founded on no evidence and so I realized I'm the one that's in need to expand my own self in order to step outside my own fears so I need to put myself in more vulnerable situations in order to grow and once once you put yourself in a vulnerable situation by pushing your ideas amongst people who will challenge you you are putting yourself in a vulnerable situation which is a potential place for growth to take place and that's where you want to be in that point where you have the opportunity to grow and you don't know what the response is going to be I don't know what people are going to think but it doesn't matter what they're going to think really and truly you have to be able to just put your ideas out there and I've been blocking that and that's why I haven't been reaching the audience I would like to reach or a wider audience because I'm always saying to myself okay I'm only going to share it with these type of people people who I know respect these kind of ideas but that is not the way to share your ideas that's not the way to grow and that's not actually what I believe in because I myself don't don't believe in allowing fear to stifle one's ability but I'm actually allowing it to stifle my own ability so there you go you you know I have to apply my own ideas on my own self 
and use myself as an example and grow within my own self in order to expand and share and once I'm doing that then I'm an example to the audience that I am actually living and breathing my own principles and that's what this is really what about it's about it's about a journey it's about me sharing my journey and if I just sit up here and just preach a bunch of ideas to you which I've read in books or which I think but don't actually you know live it doesn't make any sense and so I do live I do actually live this this type of life this spiritual life the pathway of listening to my intuition and expressing my own inner self I am a living example of that the proof is I mean I can go back to when I decided to travel now before I went traveling which was well before I went on a long journey of travel which was two years ago um, I had a dream of traveling for one year and I got to the point where I realized the life around me was pushing me to follow that dream I was living in circumstances of hell and I believe that those circumstances were manifestations of a divine imposition in order to push me to follow my dream and so let's just give you a backstory I was living comfortably in a one bedroom place for five years and three years in that situation I decided that I wanted to go traveling but I also wanted to change my location I also wanted to move within London I wanted to move from South London to a different part of London North or East and coming to the end of the fifth year of living in South London I decided to transfer to East London and I did that but I bearing in mind that I always had the idea that I wanted to at some point go traveling but I didn't know how to actually make that happen I just thought okay I could even I could go on regular breaks I could go on short holidays and come back but then I realized no that's that's just that's just um that's not what I, what I want to do uh, that's not what I want to achieve I want to I want to go on a journey a long journey of exploration and really just have a big adventure and with the information that I was coming across some of the speakers and some of the spiritual teachers I mean one of the books that had a huge impact on my life during that period was 
A Separate Reality by Carlos Castaneda. And in this in this book, there is a spiritual apprentice, Don Juan, who is exposed to a bunch of practices, spiritual practices that are unfolded and given to this person by a shaman and this shaman is very knowledgeable in psychedelic plants and the usage of these plants in dissolving fears within you and allowing you to get to a point where your consciousness can actually manifest its imagination instantaneously through the use of psilocybin no sorry not psilocybin psilocybin is the active chemical in mushrooms magic mushrooms I'm referring to peyote peyote was the was the um, the plant medicine that Don Juan was using to expand his own consciousness. But the point I'm trying to make is that this book opened my mind and I started to realize that there was something that Carlos Castaneda said and it wasn't in this book he he mentioned that there is a path of the heart and the path of the heart only understands intuition the path of the heart only understands adventure and if you yeah that's it what he what he was trying to say in this speech of the path of the heart let me just try and find this instead of me waffling let me try and find this actual quote so I'm just gonna check on the internet the path of the heart Carlos Castaneda Ah, yep, I found it. Carlos Castaneda. Here is the speech. Here's the the segment. Anything is one of a million paths. Therefore, you must always keep in mind that a path is only a path. If you feel you should not follow it, you must not stay with it under any conditions. To have such clarity, you must lead 
a disciplined life. Only then will you know that any path is only a path and there is no affront to oneself or to others in dropping if that path, sorry, in dropping it if that, w okay, let me read that part again. Only then you will know that any path is only a path and there is no affront to oneself or to others in dropping it if that is what your heart tells you to do. But your decision to keep on the path or to leave it must be free of fear or ambition. I warn you, look at every path closely and deliberately. Try it as many times as you think necessary. This question is one that only a very old man asks. Does this path have a heart? All paths are the same, they lead nowhere. They are paths going through a into the bush or into the they are paths going through the bush or into the bush. In my own life, I could say I've traversed long paths, but I'm nowhere, but I'm anywhere. Does this path have a heart? If it does, the path is good. If it doesn't, it is of no use. Both paths lead nowhere, but one has a heart, the, others, the other doesn't. One makes for a joyful journey. As long as you follow it, you're on one with it. The other will make you curse your life. One makes you strong. The other one weakens you. Before you embark on any path, ask the question, does this path have a heart? If the answer is no, you will know it. And then you must choose another path. That quote right there by Carlos Castaneda was absolutely phenomenal and cutting edge knowledge for me, wisdom that I live by to this day. And that's the thing, this is the quote for me that made it that made it for me i kept on listening to this speech over and over and over and over again until it sunk in into my own conscious mind and deep into my unconscious mind and this is what encouraged me to actually go traveling but going back to the the five years so then when I did actually at the end of the five years that I stayed in South London I managed to transfer to East London but I had a horrible disgusting neighbor the most disturbed person that I've met on this planet earth and he made my life a complete hell and this hell was necessary for me to get out and that was the catalyst for me to go traveling. At that point, living in that hell, hellish situation, I knew that this experience was endowed upon me by God, the higher force, the infinite energy around us. In order to me, in order for me, to live my dream and so I did 
I left that place and I set it upon myself to go traveling. And I went traveling for eight months around the world. And that is it. I realized that you have to follow your own heart. And when I did that, the joy that I felt exactly in the quote of Carlos Castaneda, the path was joyful because I was one with the path. I literally gave up my house, gave up my flat, which essentially in, essentially made me become homeless. And when I did that, I just had some money in my pocket. No, yeah, I had, metaphorically speaking, but I had some money saved up that I used in the moment. And it wasn't money that I saved up over years. I literally took, let's say, free paychecks. Yeah, I took free paychecks with me. And that was it. So essentially, yeah, I took free paychecks and I was off. And once I did that, it was the most liberating experience of my entire existence. The moment I let go of that situation, it was like an elephant was removed from my shoulders and the journey that I had literally was phenomenal I mean there is something about letting go there is some sort of truth in the Buddhist wisdom when they talk about removing yourself from attachments because I removed myself from all attachments, the attachment of security, the one bedroom place, the attachment of a large amount of money and the security of having a large amount of money. Not that, not to say I had a large amount of money at that time because I didn't, but the security of regular paychecks removed because I gave up the work. Um, the security of environment because I'm in a set environment I know where I am I have a base I have family nearby all removed all removed from me which I intentionally removed in order to go on this journey and follow my heart and be true to my own self and so I did that and like I said it was the most liberating experience and this for me is the most I put myself in the vulnerable situation if I'm referring back to facing fears I put myself in the most vulnerable situation and it was it was amazing I met some amazing people the first stop 
was Portugal and I headed off to Lisbon. I stayed in some hostels out there and I met some amazing travelers and you know they shared their stories with me of the places that they've been to and some of the places they plan on going to and I seem to have met just so many different types of travelers a lot of people that were on the similar path some people were out there just going you know having a holiday which is great you know having a weekend out there in Portugal and there were other people that were traveling for two months you know and they'll tell me about the places that they've been around to you know and there were others that have been traveling for longer than that and it was just amazing to be a part of this whole traveling community you know i encourage anyone who who wants to go traveling i would i would definitely recommend staying in hostels because in hostels you meet the most amazing open-minded free-spirited individuals out there because they're looking for a location where they can meet like-minded people go out have some fun share stories learn and just you know be free i understand that everyone doesn't necessarily like the idea of staying in a dormitory situation with having people you know sleeping on a bunk bed in a room full of different beds you know you can get six bed dormitories you know four or two whatever but the mo- the fact is once you you know wake up go downstairs go into the garden have a drink have a coffee there's people out there who are who are open to just talk and let go relax and enjoy life and it just feels so human you know it just you just feel it just feels so natural you know away from the rat race away from roaming about you know bills and people um, stressing you out not to say that you're not going to come across you know bad individuals but for me it was a it was a it was a um, healing experience to be around so many creative people and so I would bounce around from hostel to hostel and after Lisbon after staying in Lisbon for I was probably in Lisbon for about five days before I got bored and then I headed off to I got a coach from Lisbon to Madrid in Spain and then Spain Madrid to me is actually the best capital city in Europe I don't know I don't know what it is about Madrid and Spain in general and Spanish people but in terms of social life you can't beat the Spanish I'm sorry because there's this feeling in Spain that is so 
free and so liberating it can't be compared and I just I couldn't believe it I just thought to myself in all the holidays I've taken I've just always avoided Spain because I thought Spain was one of those places that you know typically a bunch of hooligans and a bunch of drunken people from England would go there as their you know desired location to just cause havoc but and I'm sure there might be places in Spain which do resemble that but Madrid is not that place from my own experience there is I met I met someone who I met other Londoners I met this other guy from London and he lives in um, well I'm not gonna say where he lived but it doesn't matter anyway yeah we you know we had a we went out we had a beer together you know we shared stories and he was training to be an English teacher in Spain and he planned to stay out there for one year and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he I'm sure he uh, accomplished that goal I didn't actually keep in contact with him to find out if he managed to actually stay out there for that long you know but that's what happened you know every time I'd go to different countries I'd meet some people that were you know planning to stay in that country and you know work or people that were just passing by like me and going back to going back to Portugal and Lisbon you know I, I met some people I met some you know I met some interesting individuals I had some deep you know spiritual conversations and we you know we'd really go into you know you know the mind and and consciousness and and actually which you know we'd speak about fear as well we'd speak about you know what holds us back from living our dream and what stops us from being ourselves and when I realized because I was at that point where I let everything go I could see clearly in others that there were certain there were certain things within them that were holding them back from you know exploring their own dreams and I realized that there you know the fear really does hold you back because it held me back for a while you know and it doesn't say it doesn't mean I don't have fears but I can see once you've gone through once you've broken a barrier of a particular fear you know the fear of traveling once you cracked that egg you know you can then see the fear in others who want to do what you're doing and i saw that because some people would there they were there on holiday and, and they were talking about traveling but then they would they would always talk about they'd always make some excuse up you know and i just thought why i got to the point when i realized that you know you're living you're living now and if you don't attempt to actually live that dream right now you know with the prospect or with the fact that you are definitely going to die at some point and it's wonderful doing it you know when you're under 35 because you still got you know you still have that youthful energy not to say you don't have energy above that age but you still got that life and you've always got life but you still got that that youthful um exp exploration spirit and so doing it at that period is even more you know inspirational and fun so that's what i did and 
it was it was phenomenal and it was really you know phenomenal and i put and i did really break through a lot of barriers and not all the experiences were good you know i'm not gonna sit there and lie to you you know because while you're traveling you know you do see your money going down of course and you're not working so at some point all of this is going to end and but i didn't i didn't allow that to stop me from going forward i could have retreated to fear and just jumped on a plane back to england and started from scratch but i didn't i didn't do that i wanted to accomplish what i wanted to accomplish and i just kept on pushing i kept on going i kept on you know jumping on an airplane to another place you know i ended up exploring six different countries in europe you know after spain i headed off to germany i went to berlin and to be honest with you i don't actually like berlin i think that the people in berlin are very cold and standoffish but outside of berlin they're a bit more friendly i went to leipzig in berlin which is a very sorry leipzig which is just outside berlin which is a very creative and artistic side of the town of the country rather and there's there's a lot of fantastic art out there you know graffiti art um, galleries a lot of museums that you can just drop in there for free and yeah i mean phenomenal and you know i just i really enjoyed you know just being exposed to so much different art because i used to always and i still do always go to galleries and just observe different forms of art and it was you know it was wonderful to be around a community that was just based on art you know um every so often i always go back to some of those images because the artwork and and there's one there was one independent art shop that i came across and they had all these messages on small televisions and one message in particular stood out for me and it said deal with all your problems and i took that on and i've actually i've took it upon myself to face all my problems you know i had i had a bunch of i had a huge amount of debt in my life before i went to traveling i had a habit of just leaving debt leaving bills to pile up and not paying them off but i got to the point where i was able to manage to remove those debts and you know i can gladly say i'm now debt free which is amazing and i you know i'm really happy and i'm proud i'm proud of myself to get to that point because when i was entrenched in that debt i just thought i'm never how am i gonna get out of this situation you know that was another trapping for me i just thought that debt is such a it's such a trapping experience you know when you think about the amount of money that you've built up and you think oh my god how am i gonna pay all of this you know and in fact yeah i'm just glad i'm glad i was able to remove that debt you know and you know it's, it's such a liberating experience and it was it was like the moment i embarked upon my journey to travel it was at the same time 
I actually was in the process of clearing all those debts. And for me personally, I actually got a debt, you know, a debt. Um, what's the name of this? A um, a debt removal order, a debt relief order. That's it. Nearly forgot. So I got a debt relief order that I applied for. I won't go into all the details, but basically what this is is a is an order that you can apply through the courts to analyze your budget, your income, in comparison to all your debts. And if it looks like you essentially are going to struggle to pay off this debt and you know it's gonna harm your health because of the amount of money you're going to have to pay in comparison to actually living then they just removed the debt and that was my situation if i was if i continued and if i actually paid off all these debts i wouldn't have i wouldn't even have any money to eat with to be honest with you that was the situation i was in and so i removed i got all those debts removed from the debt relief order at the same time well the application was made at the same time around the same time i was traveling and so i was in this experience of letting go and everything was being washed away all the old all the old trappings in my own life were just being removed and chopped off you know like a bad disease being washed away and killed by your immune system and that's what happened you know they all it just got removed from my life and uh, you know it was, even that was another a liberating experience for me an amazing liberating experience for me so after berlin after um leipzig i went back to berlin and i got a flight to ha hamburg hamburg in hungary and hamburg is um a very a very um interesting city as well i i found that it's very um i, I met some i met a lot of a lot of um, it's another location charged with a lot of world travelers as well but it's really affordable down there i find that you know i found you can do a lot of things with a small amount of money in hamburg you know you know the food was really um really affordable and restaurants were really cheap as well and i found that it was nice to be able to just jump in and out of places without rowing about the bill you know unlike london where you know that it's so easy to blow away a large amount of money in doing nothing really in doing minimal things you know just going out to a restaurant and then getting a drink after that and then deciding to go down to i don't know some music place some bar jazz bar after that you know that can rinse out a lot of money but in in hamburg that seems to be achievable on a lower budget you know i mean i remember paying for their their famous soup which i can't remember the name which is amazing it cost about three pounds in a restaurant 
for a, a beautiful soup with coffee as well and I thought that's impossible in London and then you know going down to I mean they got some amazing jazz in in Hamburg and I went to go and see a, a very good group a very good jazz group in um in Hamburg with with a friend of mine from New York and we went down there and we had a great time and which is the the person that, the friend that I met was actually in a hostel that I was staying in you know and we just the thing I just you know you know I met them I met her it was a woman in the hostel and you know we just got talking about the black experience in New York and in London and then we just you know we we decided to go down to this place and we you know this I was surprised like wow this this like nothing beats live music and this place you know was just was screaming with with um with originality I mean this this band was let me have a look to see if I can even find this band on YouTube you know but I mean they were they were absolutely amazing you know to see you know we had close front row seats as well and I think that was that even that was about five pound a ticket you know which is probably impossible to get in London next to impossible and that quality but I can't find it and it doesn't even matter anyway. that that experience was that was an amazing experience um yeah so when did we where did, we, where did I go after that after Hamburg I went to Prague in Czech Republic and I got a coach from Hamburg to Prague which and I took a flexi bus coach which is a really good option for budget travel into inter country travel international not international well, no crossing borders it's good that crossing neighboring countries in Europe it's um it's a handful it's a handful um company to use any company I'm not working for flexibus but any but it's good to get a coach because once you're you you know you can see all the sites you know so you can see the countryside you can see the people walking around in the streets out the window and it just seems that you're, you're absorbing a lot of the because I like to I like to people watch and I like to just stare outside the window for long periods of time and I've always you know since a child I've always enjoyed doing that from being on the buses in London I'd always be staring at the window at the front on the top deck and just watching people watching the cars go by and I find that it's a very healing experience and you can do that on a coach and so once I got to Prague I realized that Prague is just one of those amazing architectural cities with so many colorful buildings you know every single building has been built with an intention of amazing skill I mean, not anyone who has the opportunity to go to Prague, I mean, you're going to be surprised. I mean, the colors they use on those buildings and just the intricate technique and design 
competency is phenomenal. You know, it's it's um, the aesthetics is unbelievable. In, in comparison to London, phew, London has no chance in terms of aesthetics compared to Prague. They've they've completely reserved their ancient architectural structures and maintained maintain them in such a phenomenal way and it's it's just amazing so Prague for me was just eye candy really you know Prague was just one of those experiences of okay wow I'm just gonna sit I'm just gonna walk around and observe all these places really I don't really care about you know jumping into galleries and stuff like that I just because the whole place is a, is a gallery the whole city is a gallery um hostels again in Prague yeah I was jumping in hostels again in Prague went to a few comedy nights met a few um, I met a few Americans out there there's a lot of Americans that I came across in Prague and we went out to a few bars we had a good time down there had some beers, had some conversations, but I found that Prague, the bad thing I found out about Prague is that unfortunately a lot of the bar owners, tenders, bartenders are really racist. They don't like black people at all. And that's my personal experience. And I witnessed it. I mean, as soon as we entered a few of those places, there was some stark contrast to us entering those places. I mean, and even in the hostel that I stayed in, the comedy bar that we went to, I mean, the guy was very confident that, you know, the stand-up comedian was very confident in making a lot of racist jokes aimed at black people. You know, he weren't making a lot, he weren't making these jokes and I'm okay with you know with comedy. You know, you can say what you like, but it, it seems like he, he was just really, you know, interested in insulting a lot of black people. So I found that interesting as well. So that was a place where I thought, okay, it's you know, it's fantastic art and architecture, but people no. A lot of people out there for me are very cold. Um, and unfortunately quite racist so I moved out of that place I stayed in Prague for probably about three days and then I headed off to where did I go after Prague was that the last one so what did I do I did Portugal then I did Spain and then I did Germany and then went out Hungary Ah, then I went to Italy. Italy. I got a Ryanair flight to Italy. I got off at Rome. And I've always wanted to get one of these bullet trains, one of these fast trains. And so I got a train from Rome. Well, I stayed in Rome for one night. And I said to myself, I don't actually want to stay in Rome because I had this notion that Rome was just another city and I kind of got tired of cities really so I wanted to go somewhere else so I got a I got a fast train from Rome to Naples and you know Naples is one of those 
cities or places known for it's in the south of Italy and it's known for their pizzerias freshly made pizzas which are very nice and really cheap as well I had a few of those pizza was one of those things that you know I just kept on eating of course and it was good to know that you know they were making it right in front of you and you know very you know very basically tomato and having a base and you know throwing some cheese on there and adding a few vegetables and it was all good because it was just fresh um the hostel experience in naples was actually I kind of had mixed reviews of that hostel really because I just felt that there was this sort of they they had this tour guide there who was really adamant and trying to get everyone to jump on his little his little tour to I think he was doing his pub crawl and he was trying to get everyone to go around to all these bars in Naples and I just wasn't convinced that it was anything worthwhile doing but he was so aggressively trying to trying to be trying to be you know fake and trying to be polite and friendly but really just trying to get you to jump on this tour and i find that you know if you could do go traveling you know i tours are really good but i think that i i like to do a tour if if i actually intend to do a tour not when someone just you know pushes me into it and so that's I had a problem. There's a, I had a problem with that, and I have a problem with that in most, you know, in hotels or in any hostel, any. And I find that you know travelers are seen as these um, money opportunities, as you know, to a lot of salespeople. And after uh, so leaving Naples, I got a train from Naples to Sarzana which is in the north of Italy so I've got a train all the way from the south to the north and the interesting thing is I they, they got they have regular trains that go all around the country and then they have these fast trains these red fast trains that just speed through from city to city and so I bought this ticket for a regular train and through some act of magic I got my train ticket transferred to or upgraded to the bullet train and so I was able to actually get a train from Naples to Florence that was where that was where the connection was all the way to Zarzana and I was actually going out there to meet Zarzana is in the north and it's in the mountainous region right next to the Alps and I've always had the dream of going to see going to experience the Alps and it's it, you know the mountain there is is um, known as the mountain before the mountain and so it's because it's the mountain before the Alps um, and out there you know I had a friend who was kind enough to to let me stay at his place for two weeks I mean after you know I have to thank this man so much he you know he allowed me to stay and it was a, a friend of a friend and yeah that, that was another amazing experience Adriano is the Italian man who I used to work with in a restaurant in London 
and he he um he introduced me to to this um to this friend of mine who I met you know this new friend and yeah once we he took me he took me around to these different mountains and once I got out there you know it was it was it was amazing because I'd never seen the Alps before and it, it, you know it was sunny out there and the mountain around there the mountain itself is very hilly you know it's gr- very green and once we climbed out there it took two hours to get to the peak but what was interesting halfway up and it you know this this mountain that we actually climbed up with this mountain that we climbed up was um it was actually dangerous that you know there was points where you know if you didn't concentrate you could slip off and that was it you're gone you know so you know we you know he he had a lot of experience climbing this mountain or walking the pathway walking the trail and we we, you know we wasn't climbing we was walking up the mountain and it took two hours and what i found interesting about there apart from the spectacular views is i saw goats suspended halfway up the mountain and they were able to walk and ascend up and inclining terrain with such ease and that for me was such a I don't know what it was to see goats in an environment which I wouldn't expect to see them in you know goats walking up and down mountains but I, I mean that's apparently a common thing anyway it, it is a common thing but I didn't know that at that point and for me that was just something you know, something phenomenal about goats you know at such a high point and they were just eating grass at this high peak and that view was amazing anyway once we got to the once we actually got to the peak you know it was actually phenomenal you know and like i said i can't thank my friend enough for that experience we um you know we spent a lot of time he took me to some of the restaurants out there as well him and his partner and we um yeah we had some beers and we socialized down there you know it was nice down there in italy you know i definitely recommend people get out there at some point especially if you like mountain walking you know i'd say definitely head down to sarzana and explore some of those some of those mountains yeah Sarzana I'm looking at a photo right now in uh, Cafe del Teatro in Sarzana which is just at the bottom beneath the mountain yeah it's uh, it's amazing um, 
So after, that's it. Casanova Magra. So that means that translates as the mountain before the mountain. And yeah, that was that was actually phenomenal. When we when I was able to actually go down there, and. Mount Sagra so he took me to Mount Sagra Sagra as well and yeah that in that region right there you know you get a clear view of the Alps and there's also a mining field right there as well and you know that's phenomenal the mining field is phenomenal as well that's the first time I saw a mining field you know and they were digging for marble which is great it was you know white marble you could see the clear the clearness and the clarity of each rock which is really good so where did I go after where did I head off to after Italy after Italy I went I went back to Spain, didn't I? No, I went to to Lisbon. I went back to Lisbon and Lisbon for me was a phenomenal well, I just said it was a phenomenal experience from the beginning. But saying that, Lisbon itself became a city for me which was irritating for some reason because I met some wonderful people, like I said, but I just kind of felt that, I don't know whether, whether it's because I was in the bubble of the traveling world, but the people, they, the Portuguese people seem to be irritated with travelers, which in a, which as an effect irritated me that they were irritated by travelers. Um, it's a kind of vibe that I got from them not all Portuguese people obviously were giving off that vibe but unfortunately some were and I have nothing against Portuguese people I met some wonderful Portuguese people in Morocco in the Sahara Desert and you know they were really nice me and my partner met them and we we are still in contact on Facebook, which is good. So I went back to Lisbon, but the Lisbon was just going back there was just a connection flight to London. And from London, my flight was, I stayed in London for one day just to get a connection from London to Brazil. And then I got off at Rio de Janeiro well no I got off of Sao Paulo actually and then I got a coach from Sao Paulo to Rio which was 12 hours long but again for me who likes sightseeing not an issue at all got to look out the window observe the cows <laughs> the people the cars and that was a um, yeah that was a good experience you know coach 
coach to Rio. As soon as I got to Rio, hot, beautiful weather as normal. But when I got to Rio, this is when the experiences began to turn to the dark side. But I don't want to put Rio down because Rio, for me, I love Rio with my entire heart. But, and the reason why it turned to the dark side was not because of Rio, it was because of my own, <laughs> my own personal uh, circumstances at that time. This is when I started to run out of money when I got to Rio because I'd just done three months traveling in Europe and Europe is obviously expensive to travel in and Brazil is not expensive to travel in in comparison to Europe and when I got there you know money was dropping but I still this is uh, this is what see when I got to Rio this is the moment when I would say higher forces started to intervene on my journey and expose me to the miracle of synchronicity and show me that you know you have to really trust yourself because once I saw the money going down in my bank account knowing that there was no effective regular income then I really did start to shit myself because I actually didn't even have a return flight booked from that point back to the UK so and I could have booked one at that point but something inside me just said no you you got to keep going you got to keep traveling you know you haven't even actually you know you've only been out for three months and so I oh actually I didn't go to Rio where did I go after I went to Rio after but when I got to Sao Paulo I got a coach to Blumenau and Blumenau is in the south region of Brazil and it's in where is it in again? Well, it's close to Flo it's close to Blumenau. It's close to Florianopolis, but it's in the state of Curitiba. Let me just check that out. Curitiba, Blumenau. Let's have a look at Blumenau. Blumenau. Yeah, yeah. It's um. So Blumenau is a city in Vale do. Itajai, the state of Santa Catarina in the south region of Brazil. Yeah, so I was in Blumenau to meet a friend of mine, which I met in on the network of Couchsurfing because I agreed to let this person stay. I hosted them, I, I let them stay at my place in London when they traveled on holiday to London, and I was essentially a tour guide for them in a, in a way, and then they agreed to host me when I come to Brazil for some for a couple of weeks so I stayed down there and that was um that was a family experience for me I'd say because once I got there I was staying with a family and 
you know, they had a child, and they had a son, and I would see, you know, the son would go out to school every day, and he was a, he's a really excitable boy, really fun, really fun boy, you know, always exploring himself and exploring reality, well, yeah, yeah they, I mean, they're playing, but they're exploring their own reality, aren't they, so that's what they're doing, and we're just observing them doing that, and anyway, yeah, so Blumenau is a German city, and they, um, it's, um, Blumenau is essentially very boring, though, there's nothing in Blumenau, that's the issue, and the good thing for me, I was staying with a friend, so really, I was just, it was good for me to, you know, spend time with the family, and you know that for me was an that I like that experience because I got to see how Brazilians really live and barbecues is one of the um, biggest things for them you know they're always having barbecues and you know that was wonderful we you know we had some good barbecues down there and you know we it was amazing there's a lot of you know sausages and well for me beef sausages I don't eat pork and steak and chicken and stuff like that and yeah it's amazing so we you know they they also lived well they lived close to their mother as well and it was good to see how their family really help each other you know they helped their mother a lot and their mum would always come down and bring some food and the neighbors were very helpful. They, you know, they was always in communication with their neighbors, and that was also good to see. Um, so that was a good. That was, I'd say Bloomingdale was the family experience. After Bloomingdale, headed down to Florinopolis, and Florinopolis. This is where I mean, I went out. There, I met my, I met my partner in Brazil. Well, yeah, I met my partner in Brazil before. The reason why I stood there is because, yeah, that's the point we agreed to meet in Florianopolis when I come back to Brazil. So I got back to Brazil and, you know, we met in Florianopolis and we explored some of the places down there. There's some really good beaches in Florianopolis, you know, some clear, crystal clear sand, amazing there's a beach, there's a Mozam there's a beach called Mozambique. And that beach is uh not really well known to my knowledge. It was only because we stayed in a in somebody's house. You rented a, a flat within someone's house. They got a house, but then you've also got a separate flat within the house. So we stayed there. We rented that out. And they also got a swimming pool as well. But yeah, they told us that down the road is a an amazing beach. It's all it's almost like a secret beach because hardly anyone's even there. So we and you have to go through this woodland to get there. And it's amazing. The wood the forest it's not a forest, but then there's it's like a forest. But it's very open and the trees are very thin and separated. You know, there's about three, four meters 
separation divided between the trees and they're very skinny and there's the whole woodland is flooded with them and you walk through this region and you get to the beach and it's just crystal clear sand desert like sand but but very light and brighter and then this you know massive ocean with crashing forceful waves I couldn't believe it I literally just took all my clothes off and I just ran bare naked into the ocean just had the, the feeling to do that and I just did that and it was amazing so Florinopolis in a nutshell um a nice peaceful place a nice tranquil place to you know get yourself around in you know it's very um countryside um looking a lot of nature i went to one of the cities down there i can't remember which one but you know that was a i went to another beach called the inglaze beach and that was very touristic didn't really like that one too much but I like the fact that I was with my partner so I appreciate just you know being in the region but we came to the conclusion that Florinopolis is just you know quite boring to be honest and then so we headed to Rio and in Rio back to what I was saying and yeah she stayed for a few other days a few more days after that and then I was you know by myself again which is perfectly fine because the journey i left by myself and it was a, it was an in, it was an independent traveling journey um you know but it wouldn't have happened you know my partner would definitely was a part of that journey and i thank god for her existence because she enhanced my experience in Brazil and on my journey and that was amazing to be able to be connected with her spiritually when she wasn't physically with me and you know that in connection was very important to me so Rio so when I was in Rio I where did I head to? Yeah, I headed to a friend that I met. So I met someone in Brazil, in Rio, five years prior to that experience. So five years ago, from the point that I was in Rio for the second time, five years prior to that, I met someone who put me in contact with another person we had a few drinks and anyway that person became a friend of mine and they agreed to let me they agreed to host me in Brazil and when I stayed there and you know that was good I mean I got to see someone get up and go to work and see you know they they was living their regular life while I was on my journey but I could see that I was a bit of a um a problem for that person because you know I wasn't 
a close friend of that person and I asked them to stay in the house you know for two weeks and they let me stay at the house for two weeks but looking back I can see that you know while it's kind of it's okay to ask people to stay at their places it sometimes is not a good idea to utilize you know your friendship network in other countries because it you know it can easily be misconstrued as a you know just an opportunity for you to stay at the house and then move on and I didn't like the fact that you know that I could see the fact that I was in a situation where I needed to you know rely on the goodwill of others and it's not a good situation to be in but what you realize that when you when you're actually living off the when you live in in the flow and the energy of of um I would say higher forces and in the flow of synchronicity that's what happens because basically when you've got when you've been removed of the of the attachment so remember when i set up when i set up when i set up on my journey i let go of the 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 accommodation you know i let go of the work but i had some money but when the money when the attachment to money was being removed also then i was just completely in submission to the divine creator at that point i found that the only reliable form of attachment for me was my belief and connection to the divine creator and that's what happened i just literally trusted that god was actually going to lead my journey from then on i didn't try to you know i was making an effort to you know to be self-sufficient as much as possible but I was always calling calling upon that guidance and it and never failed me and so I was able to synchronize with people that were kind enough to open their heart and let me stay you know at their place and I definitely appreciate you know Renato for for actually allowing me to stay in his house you know and I thank God for giving me the opportunity to stay with him and um when I do go back to Brazil, I'm definitely going to pay him another visit and thank him again because he was able to help me in that situation and it was a um, you know, a good experience and so in Rio staying with him you know, we went down to the beach a few times had, had a few times, had some beers down there and one once what I realized then, when I stayed with Renato, I reached the point when I needed to transition or move on because obviously I can't stay at his house for too long. So I, he put me in contact with a WhatsApp group with 
English-speaking people who are staying in Rio. And when I got in contact with that group, there was someone in there who had who was renting out property or not properties, renting out rooms. You know, in on it on Airbnb, and I just contacted them and said, "Look, I've been traveling for this amount of time. My funds are running low, but I'm prepared to, you know, help out and give back to you in the way that I can in order to repay you." And that person just said to me. I've got your back. Now I've never met anyone with that level of open-heartedness in my entire life. They've never met me from nowhere, and I just reached out to them, and they said immediately, "I've got your back." That for me, that moment right there was absolutely magical, and、um, Jay. If you're listening out there, thank you from the inner depths of my being. You know, if you didn't actually accept me into your home at that moment, I actually don't know where I would have went. I mean, I could have went to other places, and I would have, but staying with that person and experiencing that brotherhood. Which I do actually know that Brazilians have a good sense of brotherhood. Actually, for me, regardless of their race, what I experience is that the men do look out for each other in a kind of in a kind of brotherhood way, which is、um, what I experienced, and I can't deny it. And that was good. That was a good experience. You know, because they looked out for me, and yeah, just journey. When I moved, when when I stayed with him, you know, I was able to,、um, I was able to continue on my journey, and that was actually in that location when I stayed with him. That's when I started the actual podcast. You know, I met someone else out there, and they became my friend. And they 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 encouraged me. This was you know a friend, a friend of Jay's,、um, Tamwa, an Australian woman. You know, we became friends and we started to hang out together. And she, you know, she encouraged me to start doing this podcast. You know, because I had the idea, and I had the idea of a name, but I didn't actually. Go ahead and do anything about it. So she just pushed me to do it, and she said, "Yeah, I'll do the podcast with you." And she was kind of a catalyst for that for that to actually happen. And we were able to borrow Jay's microphone on well, Jay's iPhone mic, which is amazing, a Shure mic, good quality.、Um, yeah, we used that microphone, and we basically started doing the podcast together, and we started talking about our experiences. And started to approach the podcast from a spiritual, because you know she's very spiritual. I'm, you know, she's quite psychic as well. She said a lot of things that actually、um, I could relate to.、Um, but 
you know, we, yeah, we just started talking about um, limiting beliefs and how, you know, your belief systems can limit who your, well, not belief systems, but your, your personal belief in certain things can prevent you from you know doing certain things that you actually that you actually want to do so yeah i mean you know that that's where it started with that one limiting beliefs and that's one of those things that it's always relevant you know there's always limited ideas in your mind that can prevent you from doing whatever you want and we were talking about that and that started us off um so fast forwarding, I just, you know, I moved, I would stay, I was able to stay in different hostels as well. And I met different people. But the important part of the Brazilian journey, or the Brazilian experience for me was that it was the country where I had to completely rely on and on my faith with God and that's the thing even without being in that situation I'm still uh, it doesn't affect me I'd still always have that connection and belief in the divine creator anyway but for me that was where I witnessed the magic and the truth of the creator and the love of the divine creator you know, I, I've actually experienced, I've seen it, I've seen the magic, I've seen the the journey, I've seen how higher forces step in and prevent you from going under once they see that you've got the courage to go on the journey that you are actually setting forth to go on. Once they see, once higher forces in nature can see and are convinced that you have taken a step and leap of faith to follow your dream that's when they step in because they know that you've actually had the courage to go ahead with with what you want to do and they they, they definitely will step in you know but what will happen is that it would look like any you get to the point where you always believe that you're actually at the point of you reach a dead end and it won't actually get better and you know, you have in your own self that it will, but what you're experiencing is that it looks like it's going to just get it worse and worse and worse. And sometimes it gets worse and worse. And then suddenly, some circumstance is entered into your life, which transforms your experience for the better. And you suddenly realize you know that the higher force is there for you for me it was i always had somewhere to stay there was always someone if i wasn't staying at a hostel or a hotel there was always someone who was willing to stretch forth their hand out and help me in a situation and I would return the favor in the way that I thought that I could. And looking back, there's times when I wish that I did more, but I did what I could do. You know, I would, you know, 
clean around the house whenever whenever I could. You know, make breakfast for the person that I'm staying with or do something. I tried to do whatever I could within that moment. But then I, re- I realized also in that experience as well that there were some toxic traits within me that I had to drop off as well, you know. Because, you know, you need to give more than you take. And there was times when I felt I was taking more than I was giving. But I, what I realized is that, and what I was saying moments after those moments happened, is that you have to externalize. Some of your traits have to be externalized in the sense that they have to be experienced again in order for you to transform them. Because once you're saying, you know, what, you know, you basically have to experience some of your bad traits in different circumstances. So you can see them clearly and then make a change. And that's what happened. You know, I could see certain traits within me that were reflected back through the eyes of others, you know, and that's when I was able to make those changes. And that's why those experiences are very, those experiences are very spiritual for me. I would say that Europe was more an adventure and Brazil was more spiritual for me. There was a lot of inner, internal work, internal cleaning and internal transformation that took place in that region. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't take the leap of faith. And so Brazil... I did head down to Chile as well to stay with my partner for 11 days and I experienced Santiago which is a city in Chile which is very you know it's a, it's a city of hot of a hot climate again which is of course most of the uh, climate for most of the places in South America in the Latin in the Latin region yeah Santiago though is um it, it aesthetically yeah you know it looks like a nice it looks like a nice city there's some nice modern buildings there's a lot of traditional music and dance in the streets and people are expressing their art form in a very physical vocal manner there is um open space dotted around the region parks and just like in in most cities but Santiago is um, yeah it's it's a special kind of different city really in the, in the, in, the, in its design really I spent some time out there and then after that place I went to Valparaiso which is a very um there's a beach down there, and it's a it's a cooler region because it's part it's it's by the coast, and there's a you know there's high winds, strong winds that keep you cool down there. So it's a nice refreshing experience in comparison to Santiago, which is which which is hot, then it's cold, and then it's hot again, and and the heat there really just 
for me puts me to sleep <laughs> you know I don't want to leave the hotel when I'm staying in Santiago because well I'd always want to retreat back to go to sleep or just rest because pff, it is actually baking out there you know it starts in the morning it's fresh springful autumn like weather and then it just skyrockets when you get to about 11 o'clock to just 30, 5, 6, 7, 8, 40 degrees. And it's, there's no wind. It just burns you. You know, so that's, it's, um, it's, it's definitely hot. So after that, after this Santiago and Valparaiso, I went back to Brazil. So... I'd spent three months in Brazil prior to Chile, and then when I went back, I spent two months. So I spent a total, I spent a total of five months in Brazil. Yeah. So the last two months, the last two months in Brazil, um, again, mostly. Mostly um, a self-reflecting, self-analytical process, you know. And yeah, at that point, I had a, had some really low moments. At that moment of the, at that part of the journey, and that's the thing. There's a lot of illusions of, you know, following your dream, and and especially when it comes to travel, there's a lot of illusion of it's just going to be this wonderful journey from. You know, country to country, there's gonna be ups and downs, and that's what I realize that a lot of people just want a quick journey. A lot of travelers just want a quick, wonderful experience, and then head back home. And if you just want a holiday, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. But if you're trying to go on a long journey, then don't expect the entire journey to be an extended holiday because it won't. It, at some point, it transforms into a different form of life, which starts to teach you about yourself. And you can even decide to reject the teachings of life or you can just or you can accept him and see what happens and go through a transformative process and um that's what I did and it and it, and it was definitely effective for me you know like I would say I'll definitely encourage anyone to you know put themselves in a vulnerable situation by and when I say put yourself in a vulnerable situation I don't mean just you know if you see two people boxing each other on the street that you think you're the hero and you're going to jump in and stop that fight I'm talking about fight I'm talking about following your dreams and allowing yourself to be vulnerable by facing the fear within yourself which in turn helps to expand your own self and expand your consciousness and why when I say expand consciousness all I'm doing is just saying that it just 
you now have a wider scope of awareness of who you are and you have a download of new information which is consciousness information based on the new experiences so putting yourself in new situations is essentially a download of new information new consciousness you know or access to different aspects or different compartments of your own consciousness that you didn't actually unlock because you were living a particular circular life which I was living and so you're not able to access certain regions of your own consciousness because you're just living a repetitive mundane life but until you go into a different form then you're able to access different regions of your own consciousness so that's basically what I'm trying to say here and so that's really it really that's 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 the um for me that's the lesson you know for me and I'm going to continue to do that and you know I like to thank everyone who has tuned in and listened to my podcast for all these months um thank you again and yeah you know if you can share this podcast with anyone who you think that may benefit from the journey and the message then please do thank you again anyway for listening and take care <laughs>